And we're back. Welcome to episode 10 of The Unbarred Woman. I have a little life update for you. You may have noticed that it has been a little over a month since I have released anything on the podcast. And, well, we had some changes happen. Um my relationship ended at the end of June and it was very devastating. It really took me a lot of time (laughs) to feel like I was ready to come back on here and to record anything. And I think that that is actually really important that I took that time and allowed myself, allowed myself the time that I needed to heal. Obviously, I'm not healed, period. But enough time has passed that there's a little bit of distance between what happened And now, and, um, I've allowed myself to really just take that time to feel the emotions that needed to be felt. And today, what I want to talk about is letting go. I am by no means an expert at this. It's just something that I have really been needing to practice over the last month. I just want to share what has helped me so far and the things that I have learned in the hopes that this may help you as well. Before I jump into it, I am recording in a studio today. I felt like I needed to shake things up and get out of my apartment and try something a little bit more, I guess the word I'm looking for is professional, but I mean, honestly, I don't think that there's anything wrong with recording in your apartment or whatever space you have, whatever space you can do it in. I just really needed, I needed a new space to do it. I also have a new neighbor (laughs) right beside me and, uh, they're kind of loud. So I was also a little concerned that you would be able to hear a lot of my neighbors in the background. So, uh, but it's kind of exciting to be in a studio for the first time. This is the first podcast episode that I'm ever recording in a studio. So we'll see how I like it. And I may continue to do this. All right, so before I jump into the topic today, I am specifically talking about letting go of a person. And I'm really only approaching it that way because of the breakup that happened and the heartbreak that I'm going through. And I just want to start out by saying that there's no hate here. Uh, Quite the opposite, really. I believe that my ex and I will always have 
a deep love and respect for each other. And so when I'm discussing this, I'm really, I, I'm aware that I'm approaching this from a perspective that may not be everybody's situation. I'm obviously not going to go into details about the breakup and what happened, but I guess we can say it was kind of unusual. I feel like most breakups happen because either there's no love anymore or something has happened. Somebody hurt someone, someone betrayed someone, you know, there's usually some animosity or lack of feelings there. And that's not at all the case with us. And so this really is uh, the most, well, uh, quite frankly, it's been the most challenging breakup that I've had. Definitely the greatest heartbreak that I've had. And I just want to be honest with where I'm at and the perspective that I'm coming from when I talk about letting go today. So the very first thing that I want to say is that letting go of someone does not diminish what you had. I have been really scared to let go because I was afraid it would mean that I didn't love my ex as deeply as I did. And after lots of considering this and meditating on this and just time thinking about this, I've come to realize that that is not true. Just because I choose to let go of him, of what we had, that doesn't mean that the love wasn't there, nor does it mean that the love is not still here. So I guess that's, I guess that's just the first thing that I really wanted to say is that if anybody else is feeling like letting go of something will diminish it in some way, that's, that's not the case. And we're going to talk a little bit more about why. My next point is that letting go can feel impossible because what you're holding on to no longer exists the way that you knew it. And once you let go, that person is really gone. And that's, that's why that ties back in to what I was saying, that it doesn't diminish. And the relationship that we had, it doesn't exist anymore. There's, there is nothing there anymore. And it's so easy to feel like once you let go of your relationship, your past relationship, that it's really gone. But that is the case already. Now, through this last month, I have been turning a lot to 
books and other people's wisdom to shed some light for me and to help me through this time. And there is one book uh, that really, I mean, I highly recommend it for anybody and everything. This does not have to do with heartbreak or letting go or ends of relationships or anything like that. The book is 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist. And honestly, this book is probably one of my favorite books that I've ever owned. It has, I mean, it's exactly what it says. It's 101 essays, but it's on different topics. And I want to read some highlights today from, there's an essay called why we hold on tightest to the things that aren't meant for us. It's essay number 66, if you have the book. And what it says is, we know that when we stop thinking and talking and racking through the details again and again, it will really be over. When all that exists is an idea, holding on is the only way to keep it. Because letting go has little to do with giving somebody permission to leave our lives or declare that they don't love us anymore or walk away for good and everything to do with accepting that they already have. I was reading that essay the other day and those lines just really hit home to me. I have definitely been in that place over the last month where I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop going through the details. And this is what I mean that like it can feel impossible to let go, but there's nothing there to hold on to. What you're trying to hold on to no longer exists. And so we must let it go. We must come to accept that and let it go, which brings me to the next point that letting go is about acceptance. We've heard the idea of non-resistance. And to me, non-resistance in life is knowing what we can control and what we cannot. And when you have a breakup or any sort of loss in your life, oftentimes you cannot control that unless you are the person that is doing the breaking up or the walking away. If you are the person that that is happening to, then you have no control over that. And to not accept it puts you into a place where you're suffering. When you are resisting the things that are happening in your life, when you cannot accept the things that are happening in your life, no matter how difficult and challenging it may be, if there is no way for you to change it, then we must accept it or else we are just causing ourselves suffering. If you've ever watched the movie Eat, Pray, Love, there's a scene when Liz is on the roof in India and she remembers dancing with her ex at their wedding and she says to her friend that's also on the roof with her, I miss him. And her friend replies and says, so miss him. And when Liz is alone, she 
sends love and light to her ex. And this scene has just always stuck with me. And I, I now incorporate that into my own practice. When feelings come up, sadness, anger, despair, anxiety, anguish, I allow them to come in. We need to allow them to come. In the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, which I also highly recommend, he talks about how feeling your emotions instead of blocking them allows them to flow through you instead of creating a trigger in your body. So when these things are coming up for me, when I have that moment of, fuck, I miss him, and it just hits you like a truck, I take the moment that I need to feel those emotions that are coming up, to allow myself to miss him, and I don't rush through that. Just give yourself the time that it needs. Don't rush through it. And when that time has passed, I do exactly what Liz did. I send love and light to my ex and wish him well through my mind. The next point that I have is that letting go is a regular practice. Today, I have a lot of things that I'm reading because like I said before, these are the things that have really, that have really helped me through the last month. So I wanted to share them with you. This one, I unfortunately do not know where it is from. Uh, it was a picture. It looks like it is the pic- a picture of a book. It was posted on Instagram, but I could not find what book it is, what the name of the book is, or who the author is. So it says, if there's anything I wish we could talk more about, it's the in-between stages of letting someone go. Because nobody lets go in an instant. You let go once, and then you let go again, and then again, and again, and again. You let someone go at the grocery store when their favorite type of soup is on sale, and you don't buy it. You let them go again when you're cleaning your bathroom, and have to throw out the bottle of the body wash that smells like them. You let them go that night at the bar when you go home with somebody else, or you let them go every year on the anniversary of the day you lost them. Sometimes you're going to have to let one person go a thousand different times, a thousand different ways, and there's nothing pathetic or abnormal about that. You are human, and it isn't always as simple as making one decision and never looking back. Moving on isn't always about speeding enthusiastically forward so much as it's about having one foot on the gas and the other on the brakes, releasing and accelerating in turn. You're not a failure for getting to someplace amazing and still feeling like a part of yourself is missing once you get there. You're not pathetic for mourning while you grow. The bad things don't disappear in the blink of an eye, and the good things don't spring up into existence without raining at least a tiny bit of collateral damage. It takes time for everything to even out, and it should. I went through pretty much that exact experience. I had to go through my apartment, and 
remove everything that was his. We didn't live together, but he had things at my place, um, like things that we had purchased specifically for my place. So like a toothbrush, um, body wash, that kind of stuff. I had to go through and bag all of those things up so that I could get through my days. I was waking up every morning and all I could see in my place was him and us. And it wasn't allowing me to move forward at all with my life. So when I saw this on Instagram or possibly threads, <laughs> just resonated so much with it. And it was, it's reassuring to me that I'm not the only one who has to let go repeatedly. I think that it's so important for anybody going through this to know that letting go is a process. It's a regular practice. It is not something that you do once and then you're free of them. You never think of them again. You never have feelings come up. That's not what it is. It's a regular practice of when those feelings come up, like I was saying before, when those feelings come up, allow yourself to feel them and let them go. Letting go isn't so much about them as it is about you. You let go for you so that you can move forward. This is your life. And I think it's so important to take the time that you need, but you have to, have to continue on. You cannot allow yourself to stay stuck in this place. I have another <laughs> highlight from another essay to read from the 101 essays again. This one is entitled What People Who Have Lost Love Know. And it's essay number 69, if you have the book. And the highlight that I have here says, they know that moving on isn't a conscious choice, but rather what happens when you stop trying to. When you stop forcing yourself to forget, you forget about them when you start thinking about you. We have to turn our attention back onto ourselves. All of the love that I have for him that I cannot express, I have to take that love and turn it back around and give it to myself because I need it right now. And we have to take the time to focus on ourselves when we're going through times like this. It was so important to me to try and get back to the podcast because this is something that I can focus on that's for me and for my future. And I mean, yes, I make it for you also, but it just, it really helps me to refocus on my life and my future. The things that are still possible, the things that I still haven't experienced yet, which brings me to my very last point, which may be the most important one, 
Which is that letting go is about keeping your heart open. Emotions are waves, and as long as you do not hold on to a narrative in your mind and allow yourself to feel to the depths of that emotion, it will pass. In my experience, I found it normally passes after about 10 minutes. I feel like everybody might be different. But if I have that wave come up, come crashing on me, and I allow myself to just stop whatever I'm doing, ideally I'm at home (laughs) in public. Obviously, this is a little different. But when I let that emotion come fully and I don't hide from it, I don't back down from it, I allow it to fully overwhelm me, cry as hard as you need to, beat up my bed. (laughs) I have done it. I have beat up my pillows and my bed many times over the last month to let out my anger. But when that emotion comes up, if you allow yourself to feel it and you don't get caught up with a narrative or a story in your mind, that feeling will pass. When I come out of a wave, I tell the universe that I am open to receive any new experiences into my life, that my heart is open and accepting. And even when this isn't the case, just saying it helps me feel a little better. It reminds me that although there were times I wondered how I would wake up the next morning and get out of bed and live my life without him, there are new experiences, new opportunities, new people around the corner. And my heart needs to be open to be able to accept those things. I was talking to a friend yesterday who's also going through something similar and I think that was the biggest thing that I was saying to him as well is that, you know, his, his fear was that he wasn't going to live his life to the fullest. And my advice to him was that as long as he can keep his heart open to life, to the things that are coming to him, if you can stay open and accepting, then your life will be full. We don't know what it's going to look like. We can have a plan for our future. And I think that that's important to have so that you do have a direction that you are going in. But we don't have control over what that is actually going to look like when we get there. But as long as we can keep our hearts open, we will have love we will have a full life. I wrote something when I was writing the outline for this, and it's just kind of how I wanted to end off the episode today. So to anyone out there who may be also going through a heartbreak right now, I send my love to you. I know just how dark it can be. But if you take all the love you were giving to that person and turn it around and give it back to yourself... If you can meet yourself with compassion and patience, if you can know that healing is not linear, there will be ups and downs, 
then with time, you will find that you wake up one morning and feel happy again, that you feel excited for life and what lies ahead. Remember that experiencing heartbreak means that you experienced love, and that is one of life's greatest gifts. Open yourself up to receive the love you desire from within yourself. I am sending you so much love. Everybody here listening to this, whether you're going through a heartbreak or a loss or not, I am sending you so much love and I will chat with you next week.